Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. Hasn't this been a marvelous week with Rabbi Khan? I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Father, we are so, we, we, we are so excited about you. We're excited about you, your spirit, your yes. word, yes. and what you're doing among us right now is so overwhelming, mm. and we're grateful. Mm. And we serve you with gratitude mm. for the abundance of all things. Mm. And we praise you for this broadcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sir, okay. oh, Sir, I got to tell you, ah, this is so rich and so good. You've, you have talked about at least a twice this week about the train hitting you. <laughs> I want to hear the whole story. I, I want I just give you testimony. I want, okay. I want to hear it all. Okay, but feel free to <laughs> come in here. Um, well, for, I'm born, you know, Jewish. I'm Jewish. I was born in a reformed Jewish home. My father came was was grew up under Hitler, and he was there. And when Hitler came to power. The German Jews sent their kids out. Yeah. And they sent him out on trains and he came out. They sent him out. Came to England. In England, they they when the war started, they rounded up all the Jews and the Germans, the the Nazi, the German Jews, the German, they, all the Germans, Jew and Nazi, because they thought they might be spies. So they rounded them all up, they rounded up my father, put him on a ship to go across the Atlantic to go into a prison camp in Canada. And he was literally on a, sh on a ship with Nazis as they went across the ocean. And the, the ship before him sunk. And so he went over, they put him in prison, they were in prison. Uh, and after a while, you know, you know, you had the older Jewish people and the younger Jewish people, and they were, the older ones were teaching the, the younger ones an education. They used toilet paper to teach them, Come you know, on, like, like scientists teaching them. And so, and so, you know, the Jewish people always like surviving, yes. you know. So, so, they, so finally the, the Canadians realized, wait a minute, these aren't war criminals. And the gra gradually he got out education, science, became a scientist, came to America, met my mother. My mother's family escaped the Tsar of Russia. The, Rus the Tsar was saying, we're going to destroy all the Jews. Yeah. You know, a third of them will convert, a third of them will drive out, and a third of them will kill. And so they escaped, came to America. I mean, when you're Jewish, you're always escaping something. You know, it's always on the run. <laughs> and, and that's prophecy. God well, said yeah, it. God it said is. it. You know, that's right. so, so they came. So she ended up in Brooklyn, ended up, ended up becoming a scientist. They two met as scientists, got married, you know. Had three kids. I was the I was the boy. There was two girls, and so grew up in a reform uh, Jewish home. That means it's the least religious of the religious. You know, not Orthodox, not conservative, reform. But I went to Hebrew school. You know, they sent me to Hebrew school. I was there all the time, and learning about God. The God, and I saw film strips of the prophets and and you know David and God moving and all that, and I I loved that. But when I was about eight years old, I said, Wait a minute. Doesn't match up, you know. You have, I have the films. I have God moving, and but God's not moving here. I don't see the God of the Bible here. I mean, it was liturgy and you know reading the thing, but nobody, nobody said, "Hey, God's in my life," or God did this for me. You know, the rabbi didn't get up and say, "Hey, God spoke to me today." It just didn't happen. I said, "This doesn't go because this is what's in the," you know. So I said, "All right, there's no God. It's all, it's all false." So I became an atheist when I was eight years old. So that atheist. Now that lasted for a little while, but after a while I said, wait a minute, atheism doesn't work. I started losing faith in atheism. I said, it doesn't work. He said, there's got to be something. There's got to be a reason behind it. 
So I started seeking. I'm searching everything I could. I'm searching. I'm searching. Uh, you know, books on science, on religion, on the occult, on UFOs, Nostradamus, Chariots of the Gods. If you remember back then, and so I'm, I'm open. And you know, it's kind of God got me through the back door. I, I was an atheist, but now I started being open to more. And but not the right way yet. But so one day I'm in the store and I look at a book and I, it looks like Chariot of the Gods. It looks like it's a UFO book. So I said, let me get this book. I get this book. God tricked me. <laughs> because it, it was the book he gave me. It was, it, the book was The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. Oh, my. But they made that year, they made it look like a UFO book. And, you know, because that was, I mean, I thank God for those little quirks, you know. Sure. And so I picked it up and he said, he said is, this the, is this the generation that Jesus and Moses spoke about? I said, well, all right. Now I read about Jesus. You know, Jesus was in everything. You know, growing up Jewish, you know, we thought Jesus was cool. You know, I mean, I mean he, was, he was like a hippie, you know, growing up in the 60s. But it was, you know, Christianity in the church, we had a Catholicism we had a problem with, but Jesus, there was some cool, but didn't think he was Jewish. We thought he, or if he was Jewish, he converted and became Catholic. That's what we thought, you know. <laughs> so, but you know, the one thing you can never believe in as a, as a Jewish person is Jesus. You know, you can, you can be a Buddhist, you can be an atheist, you can be a communist, but the one time you believe in the Jewish rabbi Jesus, that's it, you know. So I said, well, that's amazing. Jesus must be some special because he's the only one who could make a Jewish person not Jewish. That must be the Messiah. <laughs> So everybody's, so, you know, and, and whenever you read different things, they're all pointing to Jesus, all pointing to Jesus, you know, the, the Hindus point to, I mean, the Buddhists, but Jesus points to himself. So, so here I'm, re, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it because I was reading about Jesus. So I'm open, I'm, I'm telling my friends, I'm, I'm a teenager now, I'm telling my friends about the second coming, about Israel, you know, it was all about what the Bible said is coming true. Sure. Israel has to come back, it's back. Jerusalem is all back. So I'm saying, wow, I never knew anything about this. So I'm telling my friends, I'm not saved, but I'm leading them to the Lord. I'm winning them to the Lord. So I'm winning them, they were one after the other, and I'm literally, but you know, I'm, but I'm living as a teenager, I, I had a rock band and, and you know, did what a teenager does and all that, and I didn't want to give that up. I remember, I remember being in speech class, you had to give a speech in high school. And I, I, I preached the whole time. I preached about the second coming, about the end time prophecy. I'm preaching as a Jewish person. You're but, still doing it. I'm still doing it, but, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, but I'm, <laughs> maybe that was preparation, but, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm not, so but I still, but I don't want to give it up because I think if you give up, if you, if you, if you go to the Lord, you give up everything good, you check in, you join a monastery, check in, and that's the end of your life. So I said, Lord, I know you're the truth, because as it's going on, I'm saying, wait, it's not just not Nostradamus, that doesn't work, only the Bible, everything it said has come true. And so then it's like, it's like the Lord, it's not just, you can't just talk about this, Jonathan, he's coming back and you're not right with him. So, so I, I said, okay, Lord, I know I have to get right, but I don't want to get right because I don't want to do that, you know. So I want to keep doing what I'm doing. So I made a deal with God, you know, and it's very Jewish to make deals with God, you know. So I made a deal with God, except, except he's a lot better than we are. So, so I made a deal and I said, God, if you give me a long life, I'll accept you when I'm on my deathbed. That was, that was the, the deal. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna live a long life, and then when I'm finished, I'll follow God, you know, when I'm about to die. So what happened is, soon after I made that deal, I was almost killed twice. The first time I'm in a car with a guy who I was part of leading the Lord, and we almost get killed, a car accident, almost get killed. It was miraculous that we didn't get killed. Okay, but it didn't, all right. But then a few months later, I'm in a Ford Pinto, which used to blow up on impact, yeah. you know? And I'm, I'm, cross, I'm heading to a train track at night, and the light is going on like the, you know, like the train's coming, but all the other cars are crossing. So I said, well, maybe it's broken. So let me go up. So I kind of go, I go up and let me see if it's coming. I look and I see a light 
and the light is the train, but it didn't look like it was moving much because it was coming head on. I'm on the track. I didn't, I didn't realize I was on the track. It was a dangerous intersection. There was no, no protection. And it was on an angle, on a rough, on a bumpy road, and people had been killed on that track. So I'm on the track waiting for the train. Um, and, you know, last minute I said, you know what, maybe just to be safe, maybe I'm too close, just to be safe. So let me try to back up a little. So I'm, so I'm going to back up, but I look at the, now there are headlights in back of me, you know, and the train's coming, headlights in back. So I said, well, let me just back up like a foot. I, I'm just being safe. So I back up a foot, I'm, I'm still in the path of the train. So I'm waiting for the train to come. The train comes and plows into the Ford Pinto. The, the car goes up like aluminum foil. The only thing I could get out of my mouth at that moment was call out to God. It's the only thing I can do. I called out to God and the car is destroyed. And I didn't get a scratch. Oh my goodness. I didn't get a scratch. It made the headlines, all this stuff. The police came out of the car. And, uh, and I said, Lord, I said, can we renegotiate? <laughs> can we renegotiate? Let's and, redo this deal, right? Please, now. please, because, you know, I said, give me a long life, but that life was coming, you know, that my death day was coming very shortly. I said, like, and I, and I was literally, you know, people come to the Lord for, for good reasons, all that. And, and for me, listen, I mean, it doesn't matter how you come. I was afraid of going to hell. You know, I realized that, that within inches or within yeah. an inch, that was my eternity. I, that was it. And I was afraid if I, if I keep going, I mean, there was a, there was a car, then it was a train. It's going to be, it's going to be an asteroid, something, meteorite, something's <laughs> going to happen. My, you know, he's a, my, I'm numbered, you know? So I said, Lord, I said, let's make a new deal, please. A new deal. And here's the new deal. If you, I'll accept you now when I turn 20. Just, just don't kill me until I turn 20. That was, that was my deal. So, and it was about, it was about eight months, nine months away. So, so what happened was like a man who, like a, like a man whose time was up, like it was a contract. It was like, he came to my 20th birth and he said, okay, you know, I gave you my word. I didn't know how to get saved. Nobody was leading me. I didn't know what to do. I, you know, I remember Hebrews, what I remember from Hebrew school is that Elijah met the Lord on a mountain, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and God met Moses on a mountain. So let me find a mountain. So I, I look around for a mountain. You know, so I find a mountain. It's night. I go get up to the top of the mountain. I get on the top. That's when I told you. I see this tower. It says Tower of Babel. I said, you know, that's my life. I don't want that. I, I go over. I find a rock, a flat rock near a tree. I kneel down. And I said, Lord, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have, you know, but I'm giving my life to you. I put my faith in you. Just take it from there on in. That's how I came to the Lord because of that locomotive train. If it wasn't for that train, I wouldn't be saved. I thank God for the train. You know, it says Jews demand signs. I needed a train. That's what it, that's what, because we're stuck, we can be stubborn. You know, and, and from that moment, I remember that first thing I said, okay, now what, I, you know, I said, you know, I thought, I thought when you come to the Lord, because people have been coming, I've been talking about people and they were coming to the Lord, you know, and one of them said when they came to the Lord, it was like lightning came through them, you know. I said, so Lord, I thought so, like you, you prayed to the Lord and something happened, like a bell rings or something says, you know, number 503, you know, gets in, you know, <laughs> I, I thought the gig, there's some sign. And, and I didn't see, I didn't see a sign, you know, and, and I, and I, but I realized that first week it was like, there was a presence within me that I couldn't curse anymore. Oh, I couldn't, there was something, it was like having a jacket on you that you never had before. Yeah. And, 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 you know, then you get used to it. It's on you. But, and my life started changing. Now, now my, my parents, you know, were not happy. You know, they didn't want to hear about Jesus. You know, I mean, you're Jewish, you're raised, that's the one thing and you can't, you can't believe in Jesus. But the thing is that, but they liked the effect of Jesus. They liked the, the sign of Jesus. They liked what happened to me because it was Jesus. You know, that was, but the thing is, you know, I was called after this 
talk about like mysteries and how God speaks. I was called later on, you know, I was called to go to the, the nations and I, w- I would always end up being called to go up a mountain. I mean, always like, you know, and it usually was a, a witchcraft mountain, voodoo mountain, something, some supernatural thing happened on the top of the mountain. We're going to, but something was happening. Well, the time came, it was my anniversary in the Lord. And I said, you know, it was my birthday. I, you know, I got saved on my birthday. I said, let me, let me go back. Let me visit that mountain again. So I go up the mountain at night. This time I bring a, a, a Trump a shofar and a, a shawl, you know, and a Bible and a flashlight. And I find the, the, the stone where I gave my life to the Lord. And I'm just praying and I, I open the Bible and just, it just, just happened open to where Jacob returned to the place where he found the Lord, you know, Bethel. But then I said, okay, that's interesting. And I just opened again and, and it, says, it opens to a scripture. It says, the enemy says, I have your mountains, Israel. I said, that's weird. I'm on a mountain, you know. But didn't, I had a great time, blew the shofar. Next day, I'm in, church, I'm in the congregation, Beth Israel. And at the end, somebody's waiting for me online with a present, a gift. And it's a woman. And it says, you know, we know it's your birthday. So we have a, and they bought a, a picture. It's a drawing they bought of a man blowing a shofar with a talit on top of a mountain. I said, that's weird. I said, because that was me last night. I said, this, this was my anniversary in the Lord. It's my birthday. And they said, really? I said, yeah, I got saved on a mountain. And the woman says, what mountain? I said, well, you don't know the mountain. I don't know the mountain. I just, I know where it is. But he said, no, no, what mountain? I said, well, I described it for her. And the woman says, the woman says, I live at the bottom of that mountain. I said, really? She said, do you know what that mountain is? I said, no. She said, that mountain's dedicated to Satan. I said, really? I said, I got saved on the top. She said, that's where they gather. I said, really? I said, I, I kneeled down on the rock and gave my life to the Lord. They said, that's the altar. And here's the thing, brother, here's the thing. I remember when I was there on the mountain and I saw words in graffiti that said, no Jew shall enter these sacred grounds. And I said, who on earth, what Nazis are, who would write that? Satan worshipers, Satan would write that. And it hit me, I said, you know what? For 2,000 years, Satan has been trying to keep the Jewish people from their Messiah. He's been trying to keep the Jewish people from that mount. He literally is on that mountain in Jerusalem. I mean, here's where salvation comes. It was the the mountain of my salvation, you know, and the enemy was trying everything he could. He's tried everything he could to keep them because he knows when the Jewish people come back to him, that's it. When he comes back to the Messiah, that's it. So he tried to do, so he's tried everything. And I said, you know what, too late, Satan. I'm in, I'm in, you know, and and I realized the whole big picture you know, you have the Temple Mount, you know, that's where Jesus is coming. That's where he's going to reign. And the enemy puts up that mosque, puts up this my mountain. The enemy says, I have your mountain. This is the enemy. The enemy will always, I mean, you know this, I'm preaching the choir, but the enemy will always try to put a blockage on God's promise. You have God's promise, God's land, and he will always try to put that there. But the thing, I mean, the key is, you know, when the the Jewish people first came to that land, there were enemies in there, they had a fight, and we have to fight for the promise. The promise is given, the promise is given, it's given, but we have to take the land. We have to take that land. You know, the enemy tried for 2,000 years to stop the Jewish people. He tried to, he tried to wipe them out. He's, I mean, that's, that's the secret. That's why the world has tried to destroy them. No people have had everything against them like they have. He's tried everything he could for 4,000 years to wipe them out, but he could not do it because the God of Israel is alive and well. The God of our Bible is powerful and mighty and nothing stops it. Every power that tried to destroy the Jewish people is gone. Every empire is fallen, but Israel, the weakest little nation on earth, has survived them all yeah. because, it is because the God of Israel is real. The word of 
talk about when God makes a promise, he keeps it. Even if it takes, even if it's 2,000 years, if he keeps that, Amen. he doesn't forget the 2,000 years, he's not going to forget the promises to us. God is real and nothing stops. And he's promised also, before the end of the age comes, the Jewish people are coming back. We're coming back. This is part of his prophecy. This is part of the sign that he's alive, that he's coming back and Amen. that he's coming soon. And it's right now. Amen. I believe it, it with is. all my heart. It is. It is. No nation, you know, we believers for ages have prayed, oh Lord, that we could see the day that Israel would come back, would be alive. You said, and a lot of people gave up on the word of God. A lot of people said, you know, this is never happening. He's never bringing them back. You know, it's all spiritual. It's all spiritual. It's all the church replaced Israel. No, God said it. And then, and, and you know, no matter what, God, God didn't go along with the plan. You know, God said, I'm going to bring them back. He did. You want to, that's what took me from an atheist to believe in, in God. He said it, he did it. He said he'd give them Jerusalem, he did it. He said the whole world will be focusing on Israel, it is. Yes, he said the is. world will be against Israel, it is. But he said, as long as the stars are in the high, as long as the sun and the moon are there, as long as it's there, Israel shall not pass away from being a nation before me. They are my witnesses. As long as God is, they're there because God is real. We have the only God in the world who's the only God who has the witness of God in history that he is so real. Now, that, but that brings us right back to the harbingers. Yeah. That brings us right back to the mysteries. It, the, the uncanny timing and detail of all of that, that's... In, yes. in my heart and mind, that's the reason he's done this, yes. because it is absolute evidence. Yes. He, you know, you were talking before off the air, but, you know, to think of for one prophecy to come true, for one prophecy, I mean, just think Mary and Joseph, you know, you know, they had to be the exact people. They had to be born from the two exact people who fell in love before yeah. them and who fell in love before them. And everything in the world, you know, everything in the world's connected. You know, every event in the world, it's called the, the butterfly effect. Every single thing affects everything else. So every event in the world had to come be an exact place for the prophecy to come true. And that's not just true in then, it's true now. Israel came back, that's prophecy. That means everything in the world, in our lives, in our grandparents' lives, everything had to be in its place for God to do it. He's the God of every detail. And here we sit. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> we're, we're part By of that detail. Grace. Isn't it awesome? You're part, you're part <laughs> of that detail. This is what just so, and it just has me so stirred up in my, in my spirit and in my soul. We are part of this detail working of the spirit of God right now. What you pray counts. What you think counts. What you do counts. And it'll count on one side or the other. You can't just go off and just do any old thing you want to do without it counting for destruction. It's all part of a woven network of destruction that Satan's been trying to do all this time. And every negative word, every cursed expression that goes forth is all detail of that. But the moment you made Jesus Christ of Nazareth your Lord and Savior, boom, your whole part of it just exploded in his face. And now here we are pulling on heaven. Our prayers count, glory to God. What we pray means something to God. And when we call on him, we, we, we intercede for this outpouring. You're interceding for your family. An intercessor is one that stands in the gap. There was a time when God said, I have no intercessor. Mm. Can you imagine a whole world, nobody interceding? Mm. Mm. 
but God took care of it. Yes. And now look at it. There's not just one of us or two of us or 50 of us or a million of us. We're, there's tens of millions of us yeah. all over this world pulling on heaven, man. Yes. Oh, glory Watch, to watchmen. God. He says, watchmen, don't give up. Don't, don't, don't quit. Don't, don't quit and keep reminding God until he makes Jerusalem a praise. You know, uh, there's something about the praisers yeah. when Jehoshaphat, Yes. All this big enemies coming. Yes. You know, I thought for a long, long time that that God told him to put those singers up there, but he didn't. Mm. Jehoshaphat inquired of the people mm. and they decided we're going to praise God. Mm. It's his battle and our victory. Yes. Can you imagine what each one of those guys <laughs> thought yes. when they're out there in front <laughs> yes. of this and they're, they're in their own mind? You know how the devil yes. works. In their own mind, they're thinking, Man, I hope this works. <laughs> That's yes. a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> yes. They were sacrificing yes. themselves. Yes. They're believing this is going to work. That's right. But this battle not over yet. That's right. That's right. The armies of Israel and the praise is a weapon. And I mean, I know you know, but and the word Jew, it says we are spiritually, we are all spiritually yes, Jewish. Yes, we are. And the word means the praiser of God, Yehuda, one who praises God, one who gives thanks That's to God. That's who we are. And it comes from, it comes from the, the root word, Yod, which is an open hand that praises God is also the hand that receives the blessings oh, from God. That is, say it again. The, the, for the word for Jew is one who praises God. If you are a spiritual, you are the one who praises God no matter what. And the word Yehudi comes from Yod, which means a hand, the open hand. The open hand of praise is the same hand that receives the blessings the from God. Outpouring. Yeah. That's what yeah. Oh, yeah. glory yeah. to God. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> Praise hallelujah. The Lord. Oh, we receive hallelujah. it, Lord. We Praise take it Father. by faith in the name yes. of Jesus. Yes. And we're out of time. We'll be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.